Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. The first girl I walked up to was crouched down, covering her head in the bushes. So I felt for a pulse, pulled her head to the side, and she had no face. Allen, Texas, Saturday. We live now in a society where our children are randomly put to death in public so that our Republican congressman can smilingly pose for Christmas cards while they hold weapons of mass murder which they can barely lift. And after this past weekend, we live now in a society where the sacrifice of these children, and adults as well, is melding with right-wing terrorism. The shooter in Allen, Texas, wore a patch with a symbol standing for right-wing death squad, and his social media history is filled with white supremacist and Nazi posts. And the motive of the creature who then drove a car into a bus stop in front of a Texas shelter filled with immigrants yesterday needs far less analysis. Why, it's almost as if people acted on the imaginary terrors Fox, quote, news, unquote, has been selling them for years, selling them for decades, selling them for every day of its existence. 
We live now in a society where we ban books that the exploitative, cynical Republicans venomously insist can harm children, where we ban drag shows that the exploitative, cynical Republicans moronically insist can harm children, where we ban doctors from helping kids in crisis that the exploitative, cynical Republicans manipulatively insist can harm children. But we do not ban assault weapons. And we do not ban television channels and streaming services and websites that endlessly beckon the evil to stochastic terrorism on behalf of white supremacy. We ban people from voting because Republicans don't like how they're going to vote. We ban representatives from state legislatures because Republicans don't like how they have voted. We ban immigrants and we ban some stem cells and we ban transgender athletes as if the women's Olympic team consisted only of them. We ban water bottles on planes because 20 years ago, a Republican told us some terrorists were planning to mix fluids during flights to blow up planes. But we do not ban assault weapons because Republicans will tell you bans don't work. Our children are randomly put to death in public in order to protect somebody's right to randomly put other innocent people to death in public once a month, once a week, once a day. Our citizens are randomly put to death in public to protect a right to own guns that does not exist. A right to own guns in an amendment to the Constitution, an amendment that does not have the word own in it, nor any synonym for own in it. And when it becomes unmistakably obvious that with each child murdered to protect Republicans' right to kill other children to come. We, the ones who did not die in Texas Saturday or Sunday, are absorbing psychological trauma after psychological trauma. When it becomes unmistakably obvious that with each death, a little piece of us dies inside, and within 10 years or one year, or one month, the pain of that is too large to continue to process it. We simply pretend it doesn't hurt anymore. We simply pretend it doesn't hurt to think of the horror and the terror of those children and those adults in their final moments. We simply stop dealing with it, or fighting back against it, or recognizing that the viscera and the brains on the sidewalks outside the malls of America might as well be our own, and when it turns out the good guys with guns can't stop it, and the responsible gun owners can't stop it, and the Democrats can't stop it, and the Republicans won't stop it, and the Republicans, like the local congressmen, Keith Self insists thoughts and prayers are working, and if you disagree with him, you are one of the, quote, people that don't believe in an almighty God who is absolutely in control of our lives. That translates insanely as this solution to all of these nightmares. God wanted the 13,900 people shot to death in this country already this year. He wanted them dead. And now the cops can't stop it. So the cops simply hold a news conference at which they take no questions. 
and blandly congratulate themselves and deal disdainfully with the victims and the implications and without emotion they read off the number of those put to death this time and the number transported to hospitals and how badly they feel and you realize that they now treat the public execution of nine more of us as if it was bad weather gun massacres are bad weather hurricanes tornadoes flash floods mudslides wildfires children randomly put to death by guns in public it is all the same now to them it is all inevitable it is all unavoidable it is all uniquely necessarily permanently american it is weather ban licenses to carry handguns in texas and effectively ban mental health care in Texas by cutting $211 million out of the budget and ban abortion because we're pro-life and ban books because the kids are too precious to be indoctrinated and ban drag shows because we must protect kids from grooming and we must make sure the kids are fine and fit and happy so somebody who can get a weapon of war and every fourth or fifth day put groups of our children to death. But at least first the children were not polluted by books. If the 13,900 people already put to death by guns in this country this year had been murdered by people working for the Mexican drug cartels, what would the Republicans have been willing to do about the guns? Well, we saw that. Marjorie Taylor Greene combined her unique gifts of ethnic hatred and prejudice to assume that that's what the Hispanic last name of the Allen shooter must have meant. When the Republicans wanted to sell the fear that there was a terrorist around every corner, suddenly there were metal detectors outside every sports stadium just in case somebody tried to bring in a gun. And outside every political event just in case somebody tried to bring in a gun. And with not a minute's worth of self-reflection nor appreciation of the irony, suddenly you could not bring a gun into the meeting of the NRA. There is overwhelming support in this country for four simple steps that will at least reduce this transformation of mass murder into bad weather. 80% believe in banning assault weapons. 80%. 81% believe in raising the age to buy all guns or keeping the age at 21 81% believe in rigorously enforcing existing gun laws, and 87% want background checks for all gun purchasers. And these numbers are from two weeks ago in a poll done by Fox. And none of it can pass a Republican House of Representatives populated with whores bought and sold by the gun and death lobby, and since none of it can pass a Republican House of Representatives and the whores therein, this falls to the President of the United States. It was Senator Elizabeth Warren who observed that executive orders alone could broaden the requirement for background checks for virtually every gun buyer. 
and to report multiple purchases, and to raise the minimum age to buy a gun, and to increase prosecution for gun trafficking across that Texas border, and to revoke the license of gun dealers who break the laws, and to investigate and prosecute the NRA, and to keep guns out of the hands of any domestic abuser. That's just what any president could do today. And if a court blocks your orders, Mr. President, issue another order. Issue another 20. Issue another 2,000 of them. Issue 2 million of them. Let the NRA and let the Congress and let the courts be wading knee-deep in your executive orders. And if that is still not enough, Mr. President, if the Attorney General of Texas confesses, as he did last year, that he cannot enforce the gun laws on the books, you have to do what Eisenhower and Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson did when other states' attorneys generals and governors confessed that they could not or would not enforce the laws about integration. You send in troops to enforce those laws for the states that cannot do it themselves. And first and foremost, Mr. President, stop dancing around the truth. Thoughts and prayers and thanks for the first responders are very nice, and they are irrelevant. They contribute to the sense that this is just bad weather. The little girl in Allen, Texas, the little girl and the little boy and the other little girl and the other little boy and the other little girl and the other little boy and all of them in Uvalde, Texas, and the people just out for a Saturday night in a place they considered their haven in Colorado and all the others, 13,900 this year, they, Mr. President, were killed directly or stochastically by Republicans. Say that. Use the powers of your presidency to state these truths and give them legitimacy and moral force. When Republicans come out, while they are still removing the dismembered bodies of the people the Republicans have decided are suitable to be hunted in this country. And when Republicans vomit nonsensical excuses claiming that this happened because God wanted it, and anyway, a hero cop stopped it, or it could have been worse, or the school didn't have high enough fences, or because the target was not hard enough, or they outright lie and say if they'd only had a cop in this school in Texas, or that school in Texas, or that mall in Texas, or that house in Texas, or every street corner in Texas, when the cops of Uvalde stood and watched, or they outright lie and say, if only there'd been a good guy with a gun in that supermarket in Buffalo when there was a retired cop with a gun inside and he was killed too, or when they outright lie and say, if only there'd been a cop in the club queue in Colorado Springs when the shooter was stopped by an unarmed man who grabbed the gun from his hand and hit him with it. When they lie, when the Republicans lie about this, when the Republicans make you feel as if this is the weather and there is nothing to do about it, when they lie about it, President Biden, say it. The little girl in Texas Saturday, the Republicans murdered her. Say it, Mr. President. It will not change until you do so.
Still ahead on this edition of Countdown, once again, Dick Durbin has resolved the Clarence Thomas scandal. This time, he has asked Chief Justice Roberts extra nicely to resolve it for him. Tucker Carlson has a plan to burn down Fox. As I've noted here previously, Fox has a plan to burn down Tucker Carlson. As Mel Brooks once noted in a different context, get your marshmallows on your sticks, but don't everybody rush at them all at once and put them out. We want to enjoy this fire. And if you think the Megyn Kelly approach to the mass murders was reprehensible, consider the idiot who put her on NBC News in the first place. I had to consider him because I ran into him this weekend. The Andy Lack story in Things I Promised Not to Tell. That's next. This is Countdown. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman. Postscripts to the news. Dateline New York. The judge in E. Jean Carroll's rape and defamation case gave Trump until 5 p.m. yesterday to testify or get off the pot. Since the judge heard nothing from Trump nor his lawyer Joey Tax, so much for the threat to return from Scotland to, quote, confront her. No surprise, as usual, Trump has stayed on the pot. 
Dateline Washington, Trump has more to worry about. Mike Pence confirmed to the Washington Examiner that he basically quoted his own book in testimony to the special counsel's grand jury, and that would indicate he swore that Trump knew in advance that none of the legal schemes to overturn the 2020 election were going to work, which would be evidence that all of the Stop the Steal fundraising by Trump was actually wire fraud. Nancy Faust and the Wall Street Journal on the same subject puts two and two together, noting that aide Dan Scavino testified to the Jack Smith grand jury for eight hours last week, but that a lot of other Smith witnesses are getting callbacks to go over very specific incidents in great depth. And the paper concludes, quote, special counsel Smith is racing through a roster of interviews in his wide ranging investigations related to former President Trump, including with Pence and other top aides as he contemplates filing charges. According to people familiar with the matter, prosecutors' revisiting of earlier witness testimony points to efforts to tie up loose ends. Dateline How White Men Fight Land. Axios reporting that Tucker Carlson is convinced of what I told you last week, that Fox was the source of all the video and text leaks against him, and he is planning to strike back, quote, preparing to unleash allies to attack Fox in an effort to bully the network into letting him work for or start a right-wing rival, sources close to him tell Axios. Uh, in the story, Mother Tucker's allies, one of whom is identified as Megan Kelly, Good luck with her on your side. Confirm his contract runs out at the end of next year and he's owed north of 30 million and Fox is willing to pay him out, but will force him to sit it out. And he thinks he can get them to release him from what would be a career ending time on the beach through the 2024 election because, quoting Carlson's source, he knows where a lot of bodies are buried and is ready to start drawing a map. Question. Wait, the plan is Carlson starts revealing Fox is full of evil people who have done terrible things? A, who doesn't know that? And B, what part of Fox's audience would not applaud that? And Dateline Washington, once again, this is not a game, yet Democrats are showing up to the knife fight with all the requisites of flag football. The Dianne Feinstein disaster on the Senate Judiciary Committee is so obvious that even CNN's Jake Tapper sat up and took notice. He called Chairman Dick Durbin on it yesterday, comparing it to the Ruth Bader Ginsburg disaster. And he let Durbin dig and dig some more. And Durbin said he wants to treat Feinstein, quote, fairly. I want to be sensitive to her family situation and her personal situation. I don't want to say that she's going to have to be put under more pressure than others have been in the past, but the bottom line is the business of the committee and of the Senate is affected by her absence. I will say this again. If one absentee Republican vote were keeping a Republican Senate Judiciary Chairman from subpoenaing Sonia Sotomayor or some other liberal justice, you'd suddenly find out that metaphorically or literally that missing Republican senator had fallen out a window. Durbin added that he has again asked John Roberts to pretty please do something about Supreme Court ethics. You know, like start having some.
So I'm just minding my business walking down my street with one of my dogs on Friday night, and here coming the other way, the fired NBC News chief who once gave Megyn Kelly $69 million. Coming up, first time for the Daily Roundup of the Miscreants, Morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze to Congressman Jim G. Still, nobody's asked me whether or not I beat up my college girlfriend, Comer. And Senator Chuck, world's oldest tweeter, Grassley. They have ballyhooed a supposed FBI whistleblower document detailing some huge, quote, Biden, Biden crime, unquote. Turns out it's the Burisma crap all over again. Comer was so worked up about it that he accused the Bidens of trying to intimidate him because a plane flew over the Kentucky Derby on Saturday, trailing a banner, bringing up the allegations about what Comer did to his college girlfriend. But Grassley lost the plot somewhere along the line. Grassley went on Newsmax and basically admitted the whole whistleblower story could be nonsense. Quote, It's a very serious allegation, Sonny. Wish I could say that I knew it was true or untrue. The old advertising tagline would seem to apply here. You ever get the feeling some people just stop trying? Runner-up. Another senator, Ted Cruz, the congressman from the Texas 32nd and former linebacker of the Tennessee Titans, Colin Allred, declared his candidacy for the Democratic nomination to oppose Cruz for the Senate seat. And you might say it's thrown, Ted. He immediately tried to fundraise off it by texting supporters that Allred voted with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time, and he's far left, and he doesn't represent, and, 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 and there's a mashed-up picture in Cruz's fundraising text that shows him seeming to lecture a bespectacled African-American man, and there's only one problem. The guy in the picture is not Congressman Allred. It's Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Hard to tell here, either Ted is too stupid to tell the difference between Bragg and Allred, or he did this deliberately and he thinks Texas voters are too stupid. But our winner, the long-shot Republican candidate for President Vivek Ramaswamy, and there are all kinds of problems with his vanity campaign, first of them being he doesn't seem to understand that a president serves under the Constitution rather than as a kind of elected king. More immediately, though, there's his Wikipedia page. Mediaite reports Ramaswamy paid a Wikipedia editor to alter it, specifically to cut out what would ordinarily be a rather trivial detail, that in 2011, Ramaswamy won a fellowship for New Americans given out by Paul and Daisy Soros. Paul Soros? Why would you want Paul Soros's name taken out of your Wikipedia page if you're running for the Republican nomination? Yep, George's brother. The problem with that, of course, is the story about getting the story removed from the Wikipedia page has now been put into the Wikipedia page. Vivek Soros? Why, that's Soros! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. His name, Ramaswamy, today's worst person in the world! Still ahead on Countdown, did you see those Megyn Kelly tweets declaring victory in her bid to keep the country safe for people who want to slaughter children at random? I swear, 24 hours before them, I saw the guy who gave her all that NBC money she's still living off of. First, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need you can help. Every dog has its day to New York, and Gray is a victim of the wholesale killing going on at the pound here, the killing they promised would stop. He is a two-year-old Belgian Malinois. 57 pounds, loves people, affectionate, social with humans, wiggly, loves toys, does not like dogs. Be him for a moment. Imagine what it's like there inside a pound with hundreds of dogs and you came in terrified. That he will not instantly become better behaved without training is their excuse to kill him just a week after his human dumped him there. He's a big, beautiful, tan and white dog who deserves training to calm him down, not death. Look for Gray on my Twitter feeds. Your pledges to defray the costs of a rescue to pull and train him are his only chance of survival. I thank you, and Gray thanks you. Number one story on the countdown, and timing is everything. And 24 hours before that screeching fascist Megyn Kelly decided to declare that she and the forces of the mass murder of children and the unfettered access to weapons of war to use to put random citizens to death on American streets had triumphed over, you know, morality and law. 24 hours before she did that on Saturday night on Twitter, I walked past the idiot who mainstreamed her at NBC, Andy Lack. As usual, I heard Andy Lack before I saw him. 
I met him first in 1997 and spoke to him on the phone a couple of times and realized he was another one of those people you could hear without actually using the phone. Married to this foghorn is his utter fascination with himself. As I saw him approach from the east, as my dog and I walked from the west, I tried to make myself small and invisible, but I really had nothing to worry about. As usual, Andy Lack was so absorbed with the sound of his own voice and the brilliant points he was making that I could have blasted, Hello, Andy! Adam threw a bullhorn and he would never have noticed. On the other hand, I noticed again that phenomenon of his career and life, that his wife, Betsy, looks a little like every woman anchor he has ever hired. It was Andy Lack who, in his second and final incarnation as the head of NBC News, decided that Megyn Kelly should be brought over from Fox and given a reported $69 million over three years because... Well, I forget what he said, but the actual answer was she looked like his wife when she was younger. As several of my remaining friends at NBC had told me, he had already demoted a couple of the minority anchors on MSNBC to make room for women anchors he liked, who looked like his wife at various stages of her life. He probably never heard any of the racist, stupid, moronic things Megyn Kelly had said on the air, nor any of the warnings he had been given about her, because he was always talking, talking, talking. Makes me look like a mute. Back in 1998 at MSNBC, the little sputtering nightly news magazine show Lack had hired me to do suddenly exploded. We went from literally 70 or 80,000 viewers a night in total to a million then to a million and a half, then to two million a night, just as long as we continued to mention Bill Clinton and or Monica S. Lewinsky. So after a couple of months of this, I decided to quit. I had just left the office of my new therapist, having spent most of the hour talking about the craziest person I had yet met in broadcasting, Andy Lack, the president of NBC News, when my phone rang out on 23rd Street in New York, and it was... Andy Lack. The background here is that the problem, in short, was that we had turned my not-too-successful magazine show of 1997 into the all-Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky show of 1998. That there was not enough new news about them every night did not matter. We did at least one show a night, often two, often for two hours each. If Monica Lewinsky's lawyer said anything more detailed than no comment, we stayed on the air until we ran out of guests. The whole thing, including television's crazed wall-to-wall -wall reaction, was a carefully planned Newt Gingrich plot in which he thought he could actually impeach Clinton and then somehow impeach President Al Gore before President Gore could get a new vice president confirmed, which would mean the new new president would be Newt Gingrich. So I wanted out because we were no longer just covering this. We were participating in it. I said, let me leave, or let me do something else. Change the topic, because I'm done. The problem was, every time I said something like, I'm done, or I let my cynicism about the story escape on the air, the ratings went up. The year before, MSNBC was lucky to get 100,000 viewers for one 15-minute period a month. Now we were upset if we did not get a million viewers a minute. MSNBC was actually making money. And that was almost entirely because of my shows. So when I wanted to quit, people like Andy Lack wanted 
not to kill me, but to force me to stay there and keep talking, like that woman who does the news on North Korean television. To make that possible, Andy Lack tried everything. Promises that I and not Brian Williams would be the next anchor of NBC Nightly News once he got rid of Tom Brokaw. More money, time off, threats, threats against my family. Anything except the first step towards letting me change the show or leave it. The first step would have been just talk to me face to face. That was what he was calling to talk about on the warm afternoon of the 27th of May, 1998. How he, how he couldn't talk to me. It was exactly as crazy as it sounds, and it underscored what I saw that Friday evening on my dog walk. You think I can talk? Holy cow! First, I asked Lack if I could come into his office to talk to him about it. He said no. I asked him if we could talk about it on the phone at some point. He said no. Then he proceeded to talk about it. Well, he began, if you're calling about this meaning of life business, if you just want to stir the pot about how you're not satisfied with the show at the moment, and I might add only at the moment, the nuance and subtleties of your career, well, I'd have to say, no, we can't meet. Of course, in saying that, I'm always available to meet with you. I love you. But to me, uh... He paused for no discernible reason, possibly in the desperate attempt to remember what he had just said. In my mind, there now appeared at the bottom of that news channel ticker that always goes across it, that flashed a message about not worrying about what I would hear next, that all this was just some sort of test of the Andy Lack emergency random thoughts warning system. He suddenly resumed. It's just not the right time. It's premature. It's too early in the process. And in saying it's too early in the process, I'm not saying there is a process. I'm just saying that there shouldn't be a process yet because it's uh, it's just not right the right time for this. And I don't think we've explored the options fully for improving how you see what's happening. And when I say we, of course, I mean you and Phil Griffin, you and Phil Griffin, because Phil's part of this process, not to imply there is a process. But rather, he's just at the beginning of this situation, of the resolution of this situation. Not that this is a situation that requires resolution necessary, because I think you know in life you have many times, many durations, many seasons, many years where you might say you're unhappy or discontented or in some way not pleased with what you're doing. But you'll have plenty of opportunities to make changes in the direction of your life. Obviously not now. You made these changes last year and you committed to it and I committed to it. And you've done such an outstanding job, a thoroughly outstanding job that I can't tell you how much we value you. And I was on Larry King last week and Larry said to me, I love Olderman. And I said, I love Olderman. And he said, I wish I could be doing for you what he's doing for you. And this is not that you should think that I'm totally blowing smoke up your backside, but the critical acclaim especially the insider's critical acclaim, the people whose opinions matter, consistently rating you as the best at this on the cutting edge. And for that matter, the ratings have been outstanding, and I'm fully committed to you in all senses of the word. But if you want to talk to me about in some way changing what you're doing, it just doesn't enter into the equation because things are going so well. And we're just delighted with the program. And you need to understand that on my radar screen, this isn't even on the fast track, because why should I say to you, look, I want to change this completely successful show when it's been such a success? and a complete one, and a runaway hit, and everybody says to me how smoothly you've made the transition from sports, and I can't talk to you about it because I love you. I mean, I'm fully behind you 100%, and you have my support and my commitment and my resources, and they're all at your beck and call anytime you need them or you need me, but there aren't problems, and I love the show, and the thought of tinkering with it or adjusting it just is the farthest thing from my mind right now, but you have to understand I'm completely committed to you and Phil and what you're doing, and I just can't talk to you about it now, although the door is always open, 
and you know you can call me and talk to me at any time about anything. And when I say, I mean uh, anything, I, I don't mean this, and I can't envision changing things because I don't have to. Click. That was Andy Lack, the president of NBC News, talking to me about not talking to me about changing the Clinton Lewinsky TV marathon. It is possible that after all these years, I did not quote his three minute spasm of words completely accurately. But if I did not, I got damned close. So the next time Megyn Kelly says something stupid or tweets something stupid, and it's got to be soon, she's due. Just remember, don't just blame her. Spread it around. Blame the guy who stuck her on an actual television network with a reputation. Andy Lack. And say your criticisms of Andy Lack as loud as you want, because just remember, he's going to keep talking and he'll never hear a word of it. I've done all the damage I can do here. Here are the credits. Most of the music was arranged, produced, and performed by Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel, the Countdown Musical Directors. All orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel. Guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray. Produced by TKO Brothers. Other Beethoven selections have been arranged and performed by the group No Horns Allowed. The sports music is the Olbermann theme from ESPN2, and it was written by Mitch Warren Davis, courtesy of ESPN Inc. Musical comments by Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today was my friend Larry David. That little husk in my voice is courtesy of a springtime allergy attack here in New York, and everything else is pretty much my fault. So that's Countdown for this, the 853rd day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Do not forget to keep arresting him while we still can. The next scheduled Countdown is tomorrow. Until then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good luck. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. 
In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.